Blue Jackets beat the Rangers, uh, but should they have? Maybe not. We're going to talk about a very weird win on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. With me is my co-host, Hayden Hailson. And we're here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I just want to thank everyone for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, over on YouTube, and on the SiriusXM app i also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by sleeper download the sleeper app and use promo code locked on nhl to get up to a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details so after a fairly frustrating loss to the philadelphia flyers uh the blue jackets lose zakorensky to injury because this team is cursed uh call up david Yurichek. Eric Robertson goes on waivers. Matthew Olivier is back in the lineup. Uh, there's a, there's, there was a lot happening uh, between the end of last game and the start of this game. And it seems to have mostly worked, I think. Um, Blue Jackets win 5-3 to three, um, on the back of an extremely strong performance from Elvis, a hat-trick from Boone Jenner, and everyone else was kind of there, I guess. Um, what do you think about like okay let's let's start off with like the big sweeping question how do you think the game went Hayden I mean the team got a victory you know so it's like you can't really in this in this era of blue jackets hockey you don't really complain when they get a victory so I, I think the game went very well obviously uh once again credit to I believe it's Dan Singleton, who's still the video coach, huge credit Dan to him. Dan Singleton, MVP of that first period. <laughs> what was it, two goals that got mm-hmm. called back? That's insane. So great work from him. He was present there. And Boone Jenner, like obviously those two, great game. And then Juracek stepping up. And then, uh, like, yeah, Elvis, you know, it wasn't – you don't want you don't want your goalie to leave uh, in between the second and third period against a team like the Rangers – but Spencer Martin came in, closed the game. I mean, it's like this this happens in sports, you know? Like guys get get hurt, guys get sick. That's what happened to Elvis last night. I felt like in that late second period when Elvis was playing lights out. And you're right, he was great last night. He stopped 24 of 25 shots. And he was the camera was on him and the dude was just like slobbering or sneezing down his mask. It was just dripping and I was just like this guy is like, he's a different animal and the same beast all at the same time right now. It turns out he was just violently ill. So hope everything is good with him. He seems to be a guy that gets sick a lot. So I don't know if he needs to take a look at like what, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to cure. I mean, he does have a small child in fairness. and Everybody's getting tiny, sick right now. Right. Factories. So. Yeah. But no, yeah, no, I, I fully agree. Elvis was very good against the Flyers um, after kind of a wobbly first period. I think a lot of people were a bit wary, but I don't put I don't put either of the goals against the Flyers on him. 
Um, and then obviously allowing that first goal, what, like 45 seconds into the game. Um, and then after that, those two disallowed goals, he really just kind of settled in, um, in in a way that was really, really impressive to watch. And it's a very small sample size, but I genuinely don't remember the last time I saw two extremely good Elvis performances back to back. So that should give people a little bit of confidence in him. We don't know what his status is going to be for the Red Wings game. Uh, we'll talk about that game in, in just a minute. But I wanted to um, pull out another uh, extremely solid performance in Boone Jenner, who <laughs> just decided to score a hat-trick in the second game of the season, which, good for him. You know, I feel like Boone Jenner is one of those guys that you don't expect that from like Boone Jenner is a, is a, is a very good player. He's a great captain. If you, if I had had the chance to put money on him scoring a hat trick last night, I would have said no way, Jose, you know? Um, but he does it. He comes out, he scores a hat trick in maybe the most Boone Jenner way possible. I think they looked and there was a combined distance of, I think 25 feet from the goalie is where Boone Jenner was when he scored all three goals. Um, I believe it was two tip-ins and a rebound. So, like, just a really, really great performance from Boone Jenner. Um, leading by example, I think, is is the best way to describe Boone Jenner's game. I've I've never looked at Boone Jenner in a light any different than I look at a guy like Joe Pavelski, who has just made a career out of redirecting pucks in front of the net, those tip-ins. And like we talk about this, Jay, if people are locked on to locked on Blue Jackets, you know, if you're an everydayer, you know where Boone Jenner's office is. It's right in front of the crease. He's going to go to work down there. He's going to be a he's going to terrorize goaltenders from that point. Um, he, he, he knows what he's doing and he gets better every single time. It looks like every single game he becomes more and more of a threat. And I think his three goals last night just prove that this captain of this team who's still under 30 I believe who constantly gets you know smashed as like he's not good enough to be an elite center in this league well I think last night was a good example of why he is an elite center in this league he was six of ten in the oh excuse me he was he won six faceoffs lost 10 faceoffs last night for 37 percent so it was a it was a poor a night of the face-off dot for literally everyone, I think. Except um, for Wayne. Paul, Paul Sillinger won 55% of his. Sean Crowley won 20% of his. Adam Fantilli, 40%. Line I won over 50%, which is exciting. Um, and Boone Jenner only won 37% of his. So not a great night of the face-off dot for many people, but it could be worse. The one goal that the last goal that he had too, he was just going to work like below the crease, um, below the red line too. Like he caused that whole turnover and then he got right in position. Like he is, when I watch him play, I'm just like, he's, he's the Blue Jackets secret weapon. He really is. He really is because they, you look at Line A, Goudreau, Marchenko, Kent Johnson, which is like, how was he not in the game, game one? Um, but, like, you think about those players, you forget about Boone Jenner. So the fact that the Blue Jackets have him, we're very lucky to have him, I should say. And we should appreciate him more. So, And I hope in game two of this year, 
the fifth liners realize that like, holy crap, like this guy is so good. And uh, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep hitting those tip-ins. Keep, keep hitting those tap-ins. We're rooting for you, Boone. Yeah, I think it's a real, like, well, first of all, I want to say that I'm glad that they seem to have gone back to this idea of they're building their lineup through duos. So putting Gaudreau and Marchenko back together, Jenner in the middle of that. I really liked that line last season. I'm glad that's back. And then Line A and Fantilli are back on the same line as well. Um, kind of a quiet night from that line, but they they look dangerous. They had some good looks. Um, Ken Johnson, I want to give a shout out to Ken Johnson for that pass um, that broke uh, Cole Solinger and Justin Danforth for the 5-2 five, the five goal, I think it was. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, disgusting. What a, what a great pass. And you look at that and you're like, how how was this guy scratched in game one? Um, he responded in a phenomenal way, I think. Um, he'll be playing against the Red Wings, and I don't think that should surprise anyone. I do think that, yeah, Boone, to, to kind of go back to your original point, is Boone Jenner, I think, is kind of an afterthought for a lot of teams. You know, you look at that top six, and you're like, okay, well, Line A is always dangerous. Fantilli is this wonder kid. Um, Goudreau, always dangerous. Marchenko will shoot a hole through the goalie if you give him a chance. And then Boone Jenner is just kind of there to clean up the garbage, I guess. Um, which is, a, that sounds like a really derogatory way of say of like describing his game. But like I said, two tips and a, a rebound goal from from Boone Jenner from about four feet away from the goalie. Like that's, that's his bread and butter. That's, you love to see it. Um, big, big shout out to Boone Jenner. Um, I want to move on now. Uh, I was going to talk about negative things, but there's one more positive thing that I want to talk about. We'll talk about it in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I've got to tell you guys about Sleeper because uh, Sleeper is a brand new sponsor. And if you want to win 100 times your money, you can play Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. There are possible, these are all possible scenarios for this season. So Patrick Liner getting a hat trick, Boone Jenner getting a hat trick, the Blue Jackets winning the Stanley Cup. If you want to win big on those things, you need to play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests so if you'd put money on boon jenna scoring a goal you would have won 100 times your money with studs like gaudreau line uh Wierenski, who obviously is injured at the minute but all you need to do is pick more or less on stats for these stars choose got stats like goals assists saves plus minus and uh you heard me right Blue Jackets fans are going to get 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you could win big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL, L O C K E D O N N H L. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, welcome back to Lockdown Blue Jacket. We're talking about the big win over the New York Rangers. Um, and I want to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of some of the things they didn't do so well. But first of all, I do want to give a shout-out to the power play, uh, which was awful against Game 1. They switched things up for Game 2, uh, split up Goudreau and Line A, because they are both kind of comfortable in the same 
area of the ice. And I think, I mean, clearly it worked. Boonjena, first power play goal of the season. Uh, don't, I believe that, was that the game winning goal? I don't think so. Um, no, that was uh, Boonjena's second goal of the night. So again, you love to see it. Um, that gives me a lot of hope for the power play being competent this season because they scored on one of the three oh no that was their only power play of the of the game um and they scored on it so that gives me cautious op- I, I feel like cautiously optimistic is the word is the phrase i've been going for with this team basically all season uh which it's been two games but i am cautiously optimistic of this team and i'm cautiously optimistic about the power play being good um was there anything that you kind of wanted to pick out about the power play beyond the the goal no no totally fine with the power play obviously they got the job done and you're right it looked a lot better the possession was better kent johnson being on the power play being on the top he was out there on the first group i believe that was like that was the revelation for me like this guy I kind of see what Pascal Vincent may have saw when he was putting out there or however we found out that KJ's pace of play was a little bit behind. He does look like a slow player out there. But the problem is, is when the puck is on his stick, he's like a, he's like Joe Burrow. I'm saying that because we're doing this on a Sunday. The Bengals are literally playing. He's like a quarterback that just sits in the pocket and waits till the last second to get rid of the puck or do something awesome with it. Like he's, he's scanning the ice. He's thinking the game through. So he's not necessarily like moving his legs a whole ton, but just on the power play last night, he was instrumental in helping that first unit out. Um, I actually want to move on from the power play and talk about the penalty kill. I thought the penalty kill was really good. Obviously the Rangers did convert. They were one of three last night, but this guy that we have been, me, has been hammering all offseason. Like, the Blue Jackets need to figure out a role for this guy. But Eric Branson, he stepped up in a huge way on the penalty kill, was covering ice, was blocking shots, um, was helping out Elvis down low. He looked fantastic. So that was really pleasing to see because it's like we're paying $4 million for this guy a year. Like, he needs to be contributing. He looked great on the penalty kill. So, Overall, special teams was phenomenal. Um, I don't know. Did you did you see anything on the power player penalty kill that really worries you? I think I think I already know what is going to be the big negative that we both took from this game. So I'll let you I'll let you either move on to that or have some thoughts on the special teams before we get to that. No, I don't really have special teams necessarily, but I do want to talk about Ked Johnson for just a little bit more, um, because you're right. I think having him on that power play, distributing the puck, made a world of difference. And he's not going to be the best skater in the world. Um, and I don't think that, you know, he's he's not going to... He, he's not going to be an elite, elite skater, but I don't think he needs to be, um, because every time you're watching his feet his hands are doing something completely different. And so I saw that a lot last season was he would get out of situations by using his hands when it looked like his feet were going to get him into trouble. Um, And he's a very, very good playmaker. He loves to distribute the puck. Um, Again, look at that pass to Cole Soldier from, from last night or Saturday night. Um, Just a real, real good young player. And I do think that that healthy scratch might have 
you know, giving him a little bit of fire, giving him a little bit of, well, I'll show you. You know, that I feel like that's the attitude that you're going to get from Kent Johnson is, oh, you want to bench me? Well, fine. Have this, um, which is really great. Um, but yes, I do want to kind of move on and talk about the big negative of this game, which is that the Blue Jackets got shelled. Um, it was 40, the shots were 42 to 21 in uh, favor of the New York Rangers. And that's not quite as bad as the San Jose Sharks game of last night, where Mackenzie Blackwood made 51 of 52 saves. Um, just a wild, wild game, but that's that's beside the point. Um, they were fine in the first period, and then it got steadily worse um, in that third period when they had Spencer Martin in net, who was, you know, cold, hadn't warmed up or really done anything for the first two hours of, of the gameplay. Um, he comes in, and the idea is that you protect him and you try to limit shots. Um, the Blue Jackets got outshot 17-2 to two in that third period. Um, that's not great. Uh, so I think I wasn't expecting... When I saw that Spencer Martin had allowed two goals in a period, I was like, okay, not great. But two goals on 17 shots, like, I'm fine with that. But you can't be allowing over 40 shots a night against a team like the Rangers, they will make you pay. Uh, like, the Blue Jackets got lucky. I think Shesterk had had an off night, but they need to be much, much better defensively. Um, no one had a good night uh, on possession numbers or anything like that. I just pulled them up. I think Patrick Laine, uh, where is it? Patrick Laine led the team in uh, shots... Shot attempts four, um, and he was at 45% at 5v5. He was on the ice for 16 shot attempts four, on the ice for 19 shot attempts against, and that was the best that the Blue Jackets could muster. So, again, really, really giving that game to Elvis, I think, uh, because if he had not been as good as he was in those first two periods, it would have been a very, very different story. Yeah, Elvis gets credit for this game for sure. Um, for the shots, I guess maybe as a Blue Jackets fan, if you're like, I need to feel comfortable <laughs> about looking at this shot line and seeing like Rangers 42, Blue Jackets 21, they doubled the Blue Jackets shots. If I'm going to feel comfortable about that, I would just maybe chalk it up to, you know, it was a 4-1 game going into the third period. Obviously, the strategy changes a little bit in terms of you're just going to maybe focus on staying back more on defense and just kind of crowding their shots because the Blue Jackets did block 27 of the Rangers' shots. So that's an absurd number as well, thinking that the Rangers had 42 shots on goal and 27 of them didn't even get past uh, – 27 of them. They could add, you know, 20 more per se is what I'm trying the to get The Rangers at. had 93 shot attempts in total crazy like yeah it's and like it, in fairness so that's all situations so like that's counting the three power plays that they had um at 5v5 they had 71 to the blue jackets 39 shot attempts so not a great night defensively um we've gotta gotta figure out how to fix that when the red wings come to town yeah and just you know having to block 20 plus shots a night as a team night in night out is not going to work granted you're probably not going to play the new york rangers every single night and they do look like a stanley cup contending team again 
even though, like you said, Shesterkin had an off night last night. I think the Rangers looked phenomenal. They were flying around, and they dominated the Sabres just a few nights prior. So they are a very good team, and you're not going to have to go against a team like that every night. Um, that being said, yeah, you can't. You got to find a way to to put more shots on goal in that third period. I do think there were a couple plays that happened where the Blue Jackets were crossing into the offensive zone and just trying to get a little too fancy with their passes. I felt like there were moments where I'm like, okay, this is a good thing because, you know, we got guys passing, but like maybe just put a shot on goal there instead of trying to go cross ice to, you know, Marchenko to Gaudreau or whatever it was like that. That happened a lot. It felt like so. But also, like, that's kind of a bad sign because, like, you got to connect on those passes and get the shots on. So, yes, third period did get a little out of hand offensively. But, again, this is a game you won. They should be feeling good about themselves. And it just goes to show that if you have one good period where you put a couple shots on goal and, you know, you can you catch a goalie on an off night, you can win games in this league. But, yeah, it's comforting, I guess, to know as a Blue Jackets fan to be like, this team could have played even better, you know, and they still beat the Rangers five to three. So we'll see though. We'll see because you're right. You know, tonight uh, you got the the Red Wings coming to town. They're a whole lot different team than the Red Wings of the past. So this should be a fun one. Yeah, definitely. I want to finish off. Like we're going to talk about the, the Red Wings in just a second. I'd want to finish off with one thing, which is that um, another thing that I am again, cautiously optimistic about Pascal Vincent changed some things up. In the, after the first game when it didn't work and it looks like based on the practice lines from Sunday morning that he's like okay these things worked we're going to keep them the same it's not okay well I think they could be better so we're going to shuffle them around he's like okay this worked we'll change some things that didn't work and see see where that's going but so it's it's I'm unused to the Blue Jackets kind of having consistency in lines so that's a really kind of solid point um but we got to move on uh, here. We're going to take another quick break and then we get back. We will talk about the Red Wings who, uh, yeah, like you said, it should be, it should be a fun game. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First though, I've got to tell you about eBay Motors, uh, passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you are always going to find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are going to burn rubber, not cash. All the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Okay, final segment here. We're going to talk a little bit about the Detroit Red Wings, who uh, surprised a lot of people by beating the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, on Saturday night. They won 6-4. to four. Alex DeBrincat with two goals and an assist. Almost beat the uh, New Jersey Devils in their first game of the season. This could be, this could be a fun game. 
this could be a pretty uh, even matchup, which is always fun. Um, Detroit currently one and one on the season. Like I said, that top line of Alex Brinkat, um, Dylan Larkin, and I believe Lucas Raymond could cause many, many problems for the Blue Jackets. So let's let's start off with what do the Blue Jackets need to do to win this game that they didn't do against the Rangers? Yeah, they need to have a consistent three periods of offense because you look at the Red Wings, they are a completely different Red Wings team than what the Blue Jackets are used to going against over the last several seasons. Uh, Blue Jackets have won 12 of the last 20 matchups against the Red Wings, but this is a new Red Wings team. Uh, over the offseason, they added Alex DeBrinkett, Daniel Sprong, JT Comfort, Shane Gostisbehere, like they're a completely different team now. And I, I don't even know how they afford to pay all these guys. I think them getting Alex to Brinkat at what four years by 31 million, that's like a it's a severe underpay for what he's gonna bring to that team. But again, he's he's from Michigan, so taking a little bit of a hometown discount. But they are a team that's built very similar to the Blue Jackets in the sense that they are just gonna light up the scoreboard. They scored six goals. The other night against the Bolts, they scored three the other night against the Devils. So nine goals in two games like they're going to push. They're going to put goals on. They're going to score. They're going to score. So the Blue Jackets have to do so as well. Um, that's that's the big thing. They got to have three consistent periods. You can't let I can. I feel like I can already see it. I can see it already. I can see this game being tight going into the first intermission and then. In the second period there, the Red Wings just get a couple quick ones. Like, let's say the Blue Jackets dominate the offensive zone and the Red Wings just get a couple breakouts and are like, it's three to one going into the third period. You're like, holy crap, the Blue Jackets are out shooting them. How is this happening? Well, it's because they're scoring. You have to convert. You have to score. I think that's very simple. I, that's, a, that's a really cheap answer, but I think it's true. This game is going to be a high scoring game. And yeah, I, I think that's... I don't know. Uh, whoever the goalie is going to be, he needs to get settled into the game pretty much right away because Alex DeBrinket is a guy that I've already said, like, I feel like he's going to do wonders for this team. He can pass, he can shoot, and he does not need a lot of time or space to do so. He He's only five foot eight, so you don't even notice him out there. He's wearing a new number. He's wearing 93 right now, which is like the last great 93 was Johan Franzen, who I think was like six foot four or something like that. So it's cool to see him wearing that number. But um, they're a dangerous team. They're a dangerous team. You cannot take them lightly is the big thing if you're Columbus and you have to play three consistent periods of offense and score goals in every period. Yeah, it feels like so the Red Wings won six to four on Saturday and then lost four to three. So they've allowed seven goals in their first two games. Um which same as the Blue Jackets, I believe, actually. So it's gonna be I feel like it's we'll do pre- like official predictions in a little bit, but I do have the feeling it is gonna be one of those like awful six five, five four hockey games where it feels like every single shot is go- is going in in the third period. I agree. I think it'll probably be pretty tight in the first period. And then I think the, the doors will kind of fall off for both teams. Um, we don't know what Elvis's status is right now. He is not at practice on Sunday morning. Uh, he has the flu, I believe, or a stomach bug. Um, 
So we could be seeing Spencer Martin between the pipes for the Blue Jackets. He was fine. Uh, Again, facing 17 shots, ice cold, uh, allowing two goals. I'm fine with that kind of performance from Spencer Martin. Um, He will have to be better than that to beat the Red Wings. But my assumption is Vila Husso will be starting for the Red Wings. um, And he has an 8-6-3 save percentage through two games so far. He's one and one. Um, and has allowed seven goals on 51 shots. So there's definitely there's definitely a chance here for the Blue Jackets to get solid goal scoring and solid goaltending. And I think you're ju- you're just going to have to outscore them. I think, um, which I think will probably be a it'll be a task. Um, the Blue Jackets have scored seven goals so far this season so we'll we'll see if they can so that's what an average of three and a half goals a game um if they could score four goals in this game i think their chances are pretty good but we'll see how it goes um should we do some official predictions um i'll update the the people at home on we had a couple of rule change decisions uh so hayden decided that it was unfair to guess the first goal scorer so we're just gonna pick an anytime Goal no, scorer. no, no, no. Uh, so I, I disagree. Hold on. I think we can still do first time goal scorer, but you get the full point if you get the first time. If he scores at any point in the game, you get half a point. So I think right okay. now, I think right now I got, if you can confirm, I got you at half a point lead over me to zero. So we, we yes, both see. I guess but... I guessed Patrick, I get a half a point for Patrick Lanny in game one. Um, and then we have been incorrect on literally everything else so far um so it is uh, it is a one half point to me zero points to hayden um so it's let's do game three predictions uh what is your guess for the final score and who is your first goal scorer for the blue jackets yeah so if it feels like these two teams like to play after three periods, and I mean like playing in overtime a lot, it's because they do. It, it definitely feels like that. Like it's happened uh, four times, like in the last fifteen games, which which actually doesn't sound like a whole lot, but I think they're due because they've gone three games in a row the last last year without playing in overtime. But they both had a huge overhaul this off season. Both got new players coming in. It's a high, um, both highly potent uh, offensive teams. I think if the Blue Jackets can just uh, – the Red Wings' real weakness is they they allow breakaways like crazy. That first period against Tampa Bay, it was Stamkos, Hagel. It was everybody getting breakaways. I think the Blue Jackets win this one 6-5 to five in overtime. And I'm going to say – I'm going to say Marchenko gets the first goal because he hasn't gotten a goal yet in two games. And I think it's time he gets on the scoreboard because – where he just needs to. I mean, come on, it's Krill Marchenko. So I'm going to go Krill Marchenko, first goal scorer, 6-5, Jackets win in overtime. I will write that into my little sheet that I've got. Uh, Marchenko. I do enjoy that Marchenko is like fully 75% of the way to his assist total from last season, and it's been two games. Um, He's got three assists so far, so like maybe he's going to do the opposite of last season. He's going to get like 30 assists and two goals, (laughs) um, which will be very funny. Um, I'm going to go, I'm also going to go this overtime, uh, but I'm going to go five to four win 
for the Blue Jackets. So I think probably just a little bit less than you. Up. And then I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a hot hand. I'm going to say Boone Jenner gets a goal against the Red Wings. So we'll uh, we'll see who's right, who's wrong. Um, hopefully we'll have some more points to put on the board. Uh, that's kind of all we've got for today. Tomorrow we will be recapping the Red Wings game and I believe previewing the game after that. I don't know off the top of my head what game that is. The Flames but, on Friday. Um, We'll, uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll look at the um, I'll look at the schedule. We'll we'll figure something out. Uh, but tomorrow we're going to recap the game against the Red Wings. Hopefully, it's a good one. Uh, it's been pretty good so far. And uh, let's thank everyone for making this your first list of the day. Uh, every day, Locked On Blue Jackets continues to be free and available. Uh, we are super, super, super appreciative of everyone who entered our competition, everyone who has subscribed on YouTube, uh, everyone who interacts with us, leaves comments, uh, adds us on Twitter, all of those things um, is is really awesome to see. So we want to thank you guys for that and uh, onwards and upwards, you know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at HaydenH971 on Twitter. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Um, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. And I think that's everything for my little outro. Uh, thanks again for listening. Like I said, tomorrow we'll be talking about uh, tonight's game. Uh, but until then, make sure you stay locked on.